Contractors joined federal employees and their families as the so-called collateral damage in the latest political game of chicken. Typical of affected companies is a consultancy known as OnPoint, a subsidiary of Sapient. Joining me with what the company is experiencing in the partial government shutdown, OnPoint President Tim Smith. Mr. Smith, good to have you on. Good morning, Tom. Thank you very much for having me. First of all, tell us a little bit about OnPoint as a subsidiary of a larger company. You're nevertheless an independent operating entity. We are. We are the uh, federal government arm of Sapien. Uh, we deliver cybersecurity and technology solutions primarily to the Department of Defense, Department of State, and, and intelligence community. And how large is the company? I mean, are you a small business or are you just a regular open competition type of classification? Well, we are considered a large business, but we only have 121 employees. And just the way the government counts large business, uh, that makes us a large business based upon our revenue. So we have 121 people, uh, the majority of them here in the Washington, D.C. area. And do most of them tend to be located at federal government customer sites? Yes, 96% of our people are at government sites. You know, it can be the Pentagon, Department of State offices, uh, you know, sitting there right next to their government counterparts. And you mentioned that a lot of business is intelligence community and DOD. How much then of your business, say on a percentage basis, is affected by the shutdown? Because you mentioned State Department also. Right now, we're one of the lucky ones. There, there is not a lot of my business that has been impacted yet. Uh, we're working closely with our customers every day. Most of them are trying, particularly State Department, who is who is uh, you know not currently funded under under the current appropriations. Uh, they're uh, attempting to use money that uh, is already from the last fiscal year. So we're working with them closely. So right now, I'm I, I'm lucky. Uh, we do have a small number of people that are not covered, and we're obviously working to take care of them and them and make sure that their families are taken care of. And what do the federal agencies tell you, the ones that don't have funding, say state and wherever else you might be, or civilian parts of the intelligence community? Are there any, what are they telling you from inside? Well, most of them are telling us, you know, nothing more than what we are already hearing on the news. The, you know, they, they know they have some money that they can use from the 2018 budget, and that's what they're attempting to, to do. Um, but they don't know how long that money is going to be able to go, and they don't know what's going to happen if this thing continues to drag out. So I, I don't think anybody you know, has the answers. We're all just uh, working day to day. But those that are not funded are, are just plain and simple about it until there is a, uh, a budget. Um, our, our employees and government employees are not allowed to work. And when you contacted me originally, you mentioned that there is some degree of financial loss that you're experiencing already. Give us a sense of the scope there. There is, you know, financial loss because of the fact that on point, and I've made a decision, we're going to continue to cover those employees and pay for them, that even though they are not billable to the government. So, so instead of those people being billable to the government, we are keeping them on overhead or having them take vacation. Uh, and the primary, or what we're also doing, something I think is unique to the industry. We actually started this back in the 2013 shutdown. We have a vacation donation where employees probably the ones that that are currently covered, uh, can donate some of their vacation time to those employees who um, are not currently covered and need to go on vacation or need to go on overhead. Otherwise, though, then you would have employees who are doing work, but not getting re- the company's not getting reimbursed by the government for it. Right, right. Under uh, these situations, contractors are uh, are not 
back paid, I guess I'll say. Um, those employees who are uh, deemed essential will obviously, we will receive compensation for them working right now once we get a budget. But for those employees that are not working, they're just uh, on overhead. They're on, they're on my dime. And, you know, I still want to do that because these employees are important to the success of our government. One of the employees who's not covered is a 13-year employee with the same customer at the government. Um, I believe, and I think the government believes, she's obviously critical to their performance. So we have to keep her covered. We have to keep her as an employee because when this thing is over, the government's going to call me and say, I'm ready to have her back. And, and she better be sitting here because that's the right thing for our government. We're speaking with On Point President Tim Smith. Do you have any idea, say, if the government were to start up on Monday, what the cost to your company would have been? You know, if it starts up on Monday, it, it, it will be minimal. It'll probably be, you know, maybe uh, ten to $13,000. Uh, but I think, you know, if it doesn't, next week is a concerning week for me because I think it goes up exponentially. I think more of my customers call me and say, hey, we've used up all of our $2,018. We now need to shut down operations, and it, and it starts going up here. Um, there is a lot of lost revenue of the real cost of the government shutdown, and they estimate in 2013 there was $24 billion in lost revenue. So, so I'm, I'm feeling some of the minimal impacts right now, but I think next week it starts going up exponentially. And how long do you think you could go without having to actually resort to layoffs? Uh, I, you know, I think we could go through the month of January. But if we started to get into February, then, yeah, we've got to make some real hard decisions on, um, you know, who are employees that, uh, you know, we need to lay off. Because some of the really large publicly traded companies or companies that are really cash rich uh, could probably sustain this longer. But with 120 employees, you're really not that big. I imagine you don't have the kind of resources that could go like a big defense contractor could. Yeah, you know, we, we don't have a, a lot of the uh, the money in the bank that some of the bigger companies do. But, but, you know, the irony around that is there are contractors who have already been laid off during this. And, you know, a lot of the big guys are the first ones to do that. That's just the way they run their business. And you report to stockholders, you know, think of it, no other industry allows you to have employees and pay for them that are sitting around not working. You know, uh, we're the only industry, you know, supporting the government where we will have employees who who aren't working, yet we're going to continue to pay them. And are contractors communicating with one another? I mean, through the associations, for example, you're part of the industry advisory group, IAC, the ACT-IAC group. Other companies are part of the Professional Services Council. What kind of counsel and communication is going from company to company these days? There is a lot of communication, you know, going on, and I think most people don't know this. You know, the, the contracting community is very tight. We all we all talk to each other. You know, we're all here for the same purpose to make our government better. So, yes, it's, it's funny you say that. I was just on the phone with uh, one of my colleagues uh, at ACT IAC talking to them about the impact they're they're feeling. They happen to also be a Department of State, and I wanted to say to them, "What are you hearing? Are there is their money running out? When are when are they going to start shutting down operations?" And I'm just trying to get a sense working then with my financial group to say, here's what I think is coming. Let's talk about the financial impact to it. So it sounds like the variations go not just from department to department, but even within bureaus and agencies and components within the department. A- absolutely. You know, every, every uh, you know, bureau agency will have their own budget and may or may not have used, you know, a certain percentage of their money from 2018 and are trying to pull it in um, or are trying to make sure they have all the right employees um, 
tagged as essential personnel. And I think that's the other thing that happens is, you know, you're going to start shutting down operations and what determined that what is determined essential personnel today may not be what is determined essential personnel in a couple of weeks from now if, if we're still in the middle of this. And at some point, if things get really tight and there's no federal employee, then you can't even get into the facilities at that point to do work. It, absolutely. Right now, we, you know, because we are contractors, we do need, uh, you know, uh, federal employees uh, both to uh, direct us as well as to open the doors. So, you know, the, the more and more of them that uh, go home, uh, the less and less of our people that will be there. And do you have any sense of what it's like to be a sub to a larger contractor? Do you do any subcontracting and what's the word on, on subs? We do do a, a little bit of subcontracting. I'm fortunate that most of our work is prime. Uh, but, you know, yeah, subcontractors in, in typical, uh, you know, uh, prime situations will need to be the first ones to take the hit. And so I can see that. I, I haven't seen that from my business, and I haven't done that to any of my subs yet. But, um, you know, eventually we will take that business um, decision and probably impact subcontractors first. Tim Smith is the president of On Point. Thanks so much for joining me. Thank you, Tom. Have a good day, and let's hope we get through this quick. Let's hope so. We'll post this interview along with all of our shutdown coverage at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you're sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online.